7th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Yes, sirree. It's a new August. It's about a week old now, I guess, but, um, you know, it's a new month. You got, like, another, like, three and a half weeks left of this motherfucker. So, yeah, feeling pretty good so far. Um... Yeah, Uh, weather's been nice, a little bit rainy, but like it rains at night and then it gets really hot in the morning in downtown Toronto where I live lately, so you never really, you never really get caught up in it, but I got, I got, I got, I got caught in the rain yesterday, which was kind of odd, it was the first time in a while I got caught in the rain, you know. Literally, you know, metaphorically, I've been caught in the rain for 16 years, but, um, uh, literally, I got caught in the rain yesterday. Interesting, isn't it? Got pissed on, got a little bit of drizzles and drips on my shirt, on my shoes, but that was all good. I mention this because um, I've been working out a lot lately too, and uh, that's one of one of the good things in my life lately. Is um, you know, it's kind of strange. Like physicality, well, a lot of things in life just come down to mentality, like putting yourself in the right state of mind, and not being ruled by your fear. You know, because like it's strange, like. Um, if you're new to my podcast, um, I've talked about, uh, recently I've been talking about how, um, I've been working out and like, I'm trying to break through to that next level now where it's like, I finally got myself back in good shape and now I want to like see about, you know, going further, like becoming like, you know, like shredded, ripped, jacked. Like, you know, like, there's a difference between being in good shape, you know, it's like, oh, look at that guy or whatever, look at that guy or girl, they're in good shape. Or if you look at the, somebody who's like shredded and you're like, holy fuck, god damn. I had one of those moments yesterday, I was like, uh, (laughs) I said it out loud too, I was at the grocery store and this chick walked by, she was in fucking amazing shape, right? What did I say? I said, Good God. I said, Jesus Christ, or something. I went, Good God. Ow. <gasps> I said something like that, right? I think she kind of heard me. She kind of like tweaked her head back a little. I'm like, oh, whoops. <clears throat> you know, every now and then you got to say something, right? <laughs> no, maybe not. You know, it's a good way to get arrested. But, you know, like, there's a difference between being in like good shape and being shredded, you know, and I want to get shredded. So, like, but it's been fucking with my mind because ever since I put that idea in my mind, like, holy shit, like, not only have you reached the goal of getting in good shape, like, you can go beyond, right? Like, I hit my goal of getting in good shape. Like, I just wanted to get myself back in good shape. 
I was kind of like smoking cigarettes. Um, you know, I was on the low down, mangy, rotten trail, you know, and I wanted to get myself in better shape. So I did. And now I'm like, okay, I'm peering over the edge. Like I can go further. Well, now my brain's fucking with me. Now it's like, I get up to go and like work out and I feel like uh, I can't do it or I don't want to do it. And I'm putting these negative thoughts in my head. I noticed lately and they're based on nothing because like I like working out and not only that, I can do it, you know, like you get the fear in your head that you're not going to make it or you're going to fail when I know that I'm not going to. I mean, it's a workout. I work out often. It's something that I like doing. I don't know why I'm putting this fear and negativity into my head. And also there's outside factors. These fucking idiots keep flooding the field. There's this field by my house that I go jogging in, right? And all summer long, there's been nothing wrong with the field. Well, as of like about a month ago, some, the fucking, I don't know, the Parks and Recs Department, the Toronto City Department of Horticulture, or whatever the fuck you call landscaping, you know, um, shrubbery and whatnot. These fucking Parks and Recs dildos, they've been uh, flooding the field. I don't get it. There's no need for it. Like the field, it's like a, just like a little soccer field and they, they flood it. Like, and so like I'll go running through the field and all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm tromping through a fucking pond. And I'm like, what in the fuck, right? So then I, I run up the hill and I'm like, these cocksuckers flooded the field. And I'm like, why? Like why? The field is like, the grass is green as fucking ever, evergreen. And it's a soccer field, like, it's a field for people to go and, you know, do sports in. Why would you flood it? So then, like, lately, as I've been going for my jog, I've noticed the field's always flooded. And, like, I kind of take it personally because <laughs> I don't know why I take it personally. It's, it's not like it's a personal affront on me, but it's just annoying. It's like, leave the field alone. You know what I mean? There's always somebody doing something dumb, I find. If only I could rule the world, you know? If I could change the world, I would be your sunshine in your universe. You would really think my love was something good, baby. If I could change the world, I wouldn't flood a field in the park. People could run in the park and I wouldn't flood the field. Little Eric Clapton for you. <clears throat> Compliments of your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Yeah, man. I've been working out like a motherfucker. And these assholes have been flooding the field, pissing my motherfucking brain off. Feel me? Feel me? I've also been thinking about joining a gang. That's another thing that happens when you get in shape. You, like, you, start, you, you stop taking shit from people. Like, what the fuck you looking at? Like, I'm fucking aggressive. Like, you know, I'll be walking around. Like, you know, niggas be looking at me and shit. There's some fucking white boy looking at me and shit. Like, what the fuck? You want some? Little Chinaman looking at me. I'm fucking ready to kill somebody, right? Jet Li on you motherfuckers, right? Like DMX said, like I told you bitch ass niggas, I got no friends. Like I got all this fucking like angry, like animosity and shit in my heart. <laughs> Not just joking. But like, you know, I do get like delusions of grandeur. Like I'm like, holy shit, I'm in good shape now. Maybe I slap a motherfucker. They talk to me wrong or they give me the wrong stink eye or something like that. And then I've been thinking about joining a gang. 
because like as you can tell like if you're new to my podcast jonathan ramtram alcoholic stand-up comedian actor temporary laborer so i'm a fucking working man busting my chops just trying to get out there and get my shit going right been really busting my chops lately right and i'm thinking well if this shit doesn't pan out like maybe i'll join a gang I just don't have the heart to do like the nine to five bullshit. I don't like bosses. I don't like bureaucracy. I don't like people talking to me. Jonathan, shut the fuck up. So now that I've been like, you know, in good shape and shit, like maybe I could, you know, join a gang or something, kill somebody, you know, murder somebody for a couple bucks. You know, why not? It's better than working for a living, right? Fucking crapshoot. Get out there and fucking shuck my resume around. Hi, uh. Hi, uh, is your organization looking for um, another star candidate? Let it be me. I'll do whatever you want. I'm your whipping boy. I have no self-respect. <laughs> but, um, you know, hey, you know, different strokes for different folks. And, like, the thing about joining a gang is, like, uh, you really, it's really appealing when you think about it, like, you don't have to take shit from anybody. Like, sure, the government, if they really wanted to squash a gang, they could send in, like, you know, the military, turn it into, like, you know, uh, what do they call that shit? Uh, martial law, military state. Like, we're cracking down on these fucking uh, gangbangers or whatever, right? But generally speaking, there's no power. Like, there's no, there's no backlash. It's like, like the Hells Angels, for example, or, or like the Crips, or like, what is that, MS... NBC or MS-13, MSNBC-13, like, they, like, they literally just, they glommed up, you know, they're just like, yo, let's get together, get with a sick-ass click, like the Wu-Tang, and then they're just like, we do whatever we want. Like, that's appealing. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's appealing. Like, the whole murder and drug and racketeering, you know, the prostitution, uh, you know, the fucking uh, horrific unsolved murders, you know, the death and mayhem. That's not so much appealing to me, but the idea of doing whatever I fucking want. It's pretty appealing. You know, you can get that with a gang, you know. Some people say join the Boy Scouts. For what? To make fucking your campfires and fucking twiddle your thumbs and twiddly D and tie knots in a hole and what? And then go get a job at the fucking, you know, oh, I work at Home Depot. I learned these skills in the Boy Scouts. Like, I don't want to learn anything other than how to, you know, be autonomous. If that's the word, you know? Like, I want fucking Mr. Fucking Know-It-All off my back. You know? The man. And, uh, you know, I get these delusions now that I've been working out and shit. I'm like, yeah, I'll join a gang. <laughs> Maybe I could be like, um, like you know, uh, remember how, like, Frank Sinatra... He used to have, like, all his little, like, uh, you know, he had, like, Don Rickles and uh, Tom Dresden. Uh, he had a couple different other comics um, kind of um, in his posse, you know, and they kind of, you know, they, they hung out with him and they cracked jokes and shit, you know. Maybe I could do that, too. Maybe if, like, some gangster takes me under his wing, I could just, like, you know, I don't know, be like a court gesture court jester, you know, I wouldn't mind that, you know, I really wouldn't show up at some biker convention, hey guys, <clears throat> nice hogs, oh, I bet this guy's got a big hog, <laughs> and they probably laugh it up, I don't know, 
Maybe. I remember I had a job interview um, once uh, at a warehouse. And word on the street was um, the warehouse manager was a gangster. He was like a biker. I'm like, no shit, huh? So I figured like I changed my interview tactics, right? So then I go into the office for the interview, right? Hello, Jonathan. Hi, my name's Wayne. So uh, you're applying for the uh, stock boy position, are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you know, stand-up comic. Uh, you know, uh, I did a show at a strip club the other night. Uh, they try to play me, pay me in pussy, but you know how that goes. Uh, then, uh, you know, I don't know, it's been drunk for the last couple years. And uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck to say. Is the job open? Like, oh, I like you. Yeah, you're honest, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a pretty honest guy. Uh, okay, uh, well, uh, yeah, can you start Tuesday? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. Went the old honesty route with the dude, and he hired me, and, uh, you know, he was a biker, apparently, so, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have a future in, um, uh, clandestine activity. That'd be nice. I can't say I'm above it. I'm not into stealing. I don't, like, for example, I would never steal from a person directly. I think that's pretty low. I would never physically harm anybody. I'm not, I'm sober, so I'm not into drugs and all that shit. Prostitution is kind of like, uh, yeah, I've had escorts in my past, but, like, um, I would never seek it now or condemn people for doing it or whatever. That's their business. Um... Corporate theft, I'm okay with. I don't give a fuck if you steal from Walmart. Who gives a shit? They're stealing from fucking humankind. Raping and pillaging the planet. They got so many fucking war crimes under their belt, Walmart. Remember when everybody was like, yeah, Walmart's an evil empire. Kind of like Costco. Costco's been in the news lately too for like, um, what do they call it? They call it like a, um, in the generic pharmaceutical trade, um, you know, Costco, they buy generic pharmaceuticals. To obviously sell to their allegedly to sell to their to their patrons at a cheaper price. Well, what these um, what these what Costco was doing to the generic pharmaceutical reps was like demanding. Um, they called it something like a some kind of white collar crime word. Like, oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, development. Uh, gratuity or some shit like that you have to pay us a, deve a development gratuity or some bullshit right but basically it was a kickback so um that was kind of recent uh in costco in canada you know and uh, how do i feel about that don't care um <laughs> I, I i like corporate theft i think i could be okay in that racket so if i could get with like a gang that like uh does corporate theft i i think i could be pretty I might have a future as a stand-up comedian to the corporate theft ring of some sort, you know? That's a little dicey, though, with, like, the, the pharmaceuticals. Because, like, um, I mean, I would never want to, uh, you know, steal from the public. I like stealing from the man. You know, some asshole who owns, like, you know, you know, half the earth. You know, some corporate fucking vulture. Yeah, I could steal from him. I don't care. Got to do something. Um, I was at a temporary labor gig um, this past, uh, what day was that? 
oh yeah, like last uh, last Thursday, I was at a temporary labor gig as I am a temporary laborer, and it was um, you know it's getting to the end of my rung doing these type of jobs, right? So um, <laughs> I'm I'm sent to a house. The job order was um, you know report to this house to help assemble furniture. I'm like okay, so I guess. Somebody moved into a house and they need some help assembling furniture. I show up, right? I ring, I knock on the door. Lady opens the door. Hi, are you from the agency? I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay, well, do you have tools? Um, no. <sighs> well, come in. Okay, this is starting out to be a good day's work. Getting reamed out for no reason. Isn't it, isn't it crazy how people think they can talk to people? This is why I want to join a gang. No one would ever talk to me like this again. It's crazy how people think they can talk to people. They just scream at people, right? <clears throat> well, come in. Come in person that I've never met before. I'm just going to ream you up for no reason. Get in here. Start listening to my orders. I'm your god. I'm like, okay. So I, I go in, right? She goes, ah, well, you know, um, the movers, they move the bed and it's in pieces. It's everywhere. So I want you to assemble this bed. Um, here's your coworker for the day. Hello, John. Hi, John. They sent me to work at the agency with uh, this guy named Mauricio or what the fuck's his name? Marius. He's like this, I don't know. He's some kind of um, European dude or whatever, right? He's like, oh, hello. Hi, John. He's like 65 years old. He's temperamental. He can barely speak English. Nice guy. So um, <laughs> there we are. She's like, <clears throat> well, I don't know. Assemble the bed. I don't know. The pieces are everywhere. I don't know where the pieces are. And then like she's got her little daughter there too. She goes, uh, uh, Avery, Avery, go help the men. Go help the men find some tools. And Avery's like, Hi, my name's Avery. And she's got like the little like tools and shit for us, right? She goes, do you guys need a hammer? Do you guys need a screwdriver? Ah, I'm Avery. And she's like skipping around the room and shit. Her mom's having a tizzy. Ah, where the fuck's the pieces of this? Where's that? Nah, nah, nah. I, I fix, I fix, I fix. Marius, he's just getting in there for some reason, like confusing the shit out of her even more. No, I think. Ah, where, where are the pieces? Hi, hi, my name's Avery. La, 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 la. I'm just standing there in this chaos, like, what in the fuck? Is this what it's come to? Is this what it's come to for a fucking 30 year old, 31 year old man? How to. Fucking make a lousy dollar in this godforsaken world? Have them take shit from fucking people like the lowest rung of intelligence? Like this is like chaos. Mental fucking buggery. Right? I'm like, oh my god, right? But you know, I play it cool, right? I'm like, no problem, miss. We can get this done. She goes, oh well, you know, you seem really calm. You know, I wouldn't be this calm if I were you. I'm like, why? Wow. I'm thinking to myself, like, why does my life depend on this? Like, why? Why would I? Why would I? Why would it be any other way? So finally, she and Avery leave the room, and um, we uh, we're clear to assemble this bed, right? I'm working with my coworker uh, Marius, right? And he 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 does everything so backwards. Everything like every well, fuck. He's an old man. He barely speaks English. So that means uh, he can't communicate with me the way he'd like to. But even so, there's obviously something wrong with him aside from the language barrier, right? Like, 
he's, his eyes bulge out of his head. He he grabs it like he's you know he's. No, 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 put it over. I fix Right. So it's like I took one once we got all the pieces of the bed uh, gathered up. I saw within like a fucking millisecond. Okay, this is how you fix the bed. Not with fucking Maurice or fucking Marius. So it took fucking forever. And like, you can't tell him anything. That's, that's the problem with like sometimes old people set in their ways. You can't tell him anything. I'm like, I tell him like, yo, don't, no, put it this way. Like, let's, this, let's do it this way, that way. No, this is the better way. I'm, okay, fine, whatever. I just, I just let him run the show, right? So, of course, it takes, like, double the time, right? So, we're taking forever, and there, there's several beds we have to assemble, right? So, um, you know, it's getting late now, right? It's like um, we started work at, like, 4 in the afternoon, right? So, now it's getting to be, like, around, you know, close to 8 o'clock. Well, guess what? It's time for Avery. My name's Avery. La, 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 la. The little girl, Avery, it's time for her bed. Time for her to go to bed. Well, guess what? The bed's not assembled. I thought, I put it this way, we fix this way. Marius, can we just shut the fuck up for one moment and fix the bed? No, let me do it. I fix, I fix it. I fix, I fix. So it's like 8 o'clock, it's time to go to bed. For Avery. Well, the bed's not fixed, right? And she's like, but I, I want to sleep in my bed. Your mom's like, you are being rude. Stop it. So they wind up getting in this big fight about like um, when to go to bed, if she should go to bed, listen to your mother, you're embarrassing me in front of the walkers. right now. I'm just like, oh my God, this is such a fucking, ugh. I need to join a gang. I need to be gang banging, baby. Like, this is fucking bullshit. You know? If I can't sell a couple jokes for a living, there's no goddamn way I can do anything else. I need to join a gang. So, you know, oh my god, it's just this fucking nonsensical headache. Finally, we finish, uh... Finally, we finish, uh... Finish assembling the bed, and she goes... The lady goes, would you let your child sleep in this bed? Honestly, tell me the truth. And like, the bed was fixed fine, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. I felt like saying, too, is this like, this some kind of racial shot at me, too? Like, if one, what, what do you mean? Because I'm, well, I'm a black man, that means I have children? Huh? Just because I'm a black man means I must have m- multiple children, doesn't it? Huh? Huh? You fucking condescending bitch, right? But I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, if I had children, if I had children, sure, yeah, I'd let them uh, sleep in the bed. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, so then, then Mr. Higgins, by the way, who is the dog? <laughs> Mr. Higgins, uh, I go downstairs to like, you know, like um, she's going to sign our tickets, sign us out for the day. I go, I'm like, what in the fuck? She goes, Mr. Higgins, put that down. Mr. Higgins, he's got my fucking shoe in his mouth, right? He's running around. <laughs> Mr. Higgins.
Skins, give me my goddamn shoe, right? I'm fighting with this fucking dog for my shoe, right? Got slobber and teeth marks all over it. I don't deserve this type of shit. I'm joining a gang. Come back and kill your dog, right? Mr. Higgins, don't rip the man's shoe to shreds. Fuck. What type of shit you gotta do just to turn a lousy buck in this, in this fucking lifetime, right? Just fucking unbelievable, right? And then she offered me a job. She goes, well, so what do you do for a living? You know, would you be interested in coming back to process? Like, you're actually one of the better workers we've had from the agency. Um, would you consider coming back? I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of in between work at the moment. She goes, oh, well, um, well, what do you do? This is a sore spot for me. Like, I, <laughs> this is uh, one that gets my goat. This is one that, uh, like, I don't talk about what I do other than on the podcast. But, like, I don't talk about it generally with people. It's not something I want to talk about. I mean, I'm trying to have the humility to be where I am in my life. And I don't have to oversell myself. I mean, what do I do? I'm obviously a temporary laborer. That's what I'm doing today, right? Like, I don't have to put on the Ritz. But if people want to ask and pry into my life, you know, I do have to answer. I don't have to. But, you know, why should I be ashamed to? Why shouldn't I talk about it? You know... It comes down to questioning. Who wants to be questioned, right? That's another thing that happens when you join a gang. People probably always be trying to question me, but um, the luxury I'll have is I won't have to answer. But um, not that I had to answer this either, but, um, you know, why should I, why should I, you know, hide who I am or whatever, right? It's frustrating for me to talk about because it's, it's like, you know, do you have an explanation for yourself? Who are you? Like, it's like, it's like being interviewed when you weren't uh, calling for an interview. You weren't engaged with an interview. You weren't up for an interview, and now you're being interviewed. So what do you do? What do you do? What's your background? What's your job? What are your skills? It's like, yo, like this is not an interview. This is a daily temporary labor job, and I'm out the fucking door right now, miss. But um, anyways, I'm just like, uh, well, I'm a performer. I don't know what that means. That's what she says. I don't know what that means. Oh, you don't, do you? Huh? You know, the way your little stupid fucking uh, hypochondriac act you were performing earlier today was, you know, <gasps> we got to get the beds fixed. We got to get the beds fixed. Like, you know, you're a performer as well, miss. But I didn't say that. I'm just like, uh, you know, like a stand-up comic. She goes, oh, you got jokes. You're funny, huh? That sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, best of luck. You too. Congratulations on the new place. And I left. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, as you can tell, I got cause for joining a gang. But, um, you know, I just joke about that, I guess. You know, maybe I'll work on that as a little bit or something. But, you know, it's alluring, the fact of joining a gang, you know? The calling, the calling of the wild. I guess what got me started thinking about that was, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of gangsterism lately, right? I was watching some Clint Eastwood films this weekend. Oh, boy, it's your man, Clint. Clint Eastwood, man, he is the man. He's, um, he's a great archetype, or um, I don't know if that's the word. Yeah, an archetype, uh, you know, like the blueprint of um, 
he's got a, he had an he has an amazing career um, as an actor, producer, director. Um, you know, he started off in those old cowboy westerns back in the day. You know, he did um, some Hollywood westerns. He did uh, some TV shows. He was on that TV show Rawhide, I believe. And then somewhere in the late '60s, early '70s, I guess, uh, he went off to um, Italy to do some what they call spaghetti westerns. Um, there was like a, there was a, uh, I guess you could call it an influx of um, Italian directors directing westerns in uh, Italy. So he he, he caught onto that wave. And um, I forget the director's names. You know, there were some great ones, but like, um, I think Don Miguel or Don Siegel. I don't know. But um, anyways, um, fucking him, uh, Clint Eastwood, he, he did those films, um, A Fistful of Dollars, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and For a Few Dollars More. Fucking, oh, man, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, man. That was a great fucking film. And, um, but um, what I was watching this weekend was uh, Unforgiven. That's um, a film from the early 90s, like 92. Clint Eastwood, he uh, starred, directed. He may have produced it as well. Yeah, because like, it was produced through his production company, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Malapasso, Malapuso, M-A-L-Y-S-P-O, I think. He has a production company that he's been running since uh, his days in Italy doing spaghetti westerns. But um, Unforgiven, classic film, man. Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Richard Harris. Yeah, this gangster film, it's about revenge. It's about just... Um, corruption. It's about uh, the old West, hard drinking, fucking just outlaws, right? And, um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Hollywood has a way of like um, glorifying the whole gangsterism shit, right? But um, obviously, Obviously, I would never want to live that type of lifestyle, man. But, like, these guys are badass, man. Like, I won't give away too much of the film. I won't give away any of the film, really. But go check it out if you if you get a chance. Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. He is the... Like, he has, like, that fucking quintessential fucking, um, you know, that bitter face. You know, that Clint face. Clint face. It's all like, um, you Clint-faced bastard. He's got that fucking scrounged up fucking look on his face. Like, he wants to, you know... And, um, you know, <laughs> there's this one scene when they're outlining, um, they're outlining who he is, right? And there's this fucking maiden, this like bar wench. She's on a horse. Aren't you William Money? William Money that shot and killed women and children in the train robbery of 1872? And he's just like drinking from a bottle of whiskey, right? <clears throat> And then he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, it's just, I don't want to, I can't say too much without giving away, um, 
the plot, but it's such a fucking great film and the revenge that he gets, right? Clint Eastwood swears like no other fucking actor out there, man. He's just got that grab, that he's got that low stern. Like it, that's the thing. It's like his voice is actually kind of high pitched, but it's 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 in a grab. It's kind of gravelly, yet it's kind of like a tenor. Like he's got a very soft voice, but it's also kind of gravelly, right? It's kind of a you know, it's a very unique kind of voice. And uh, you know, which one of you fellas owns this shithole? You cowardly son of a bitch. Aren't you William Money? William Money, the train robber that shot and killed women and children in the train robbery of 1972? 1872? Yeah, I'd be William Money. One time or another, I shot damn near killed everything that walked. And I'm coming here to kill you, little Bill. <laughs> I'll see you in hell, William Money! I don't deserve this! Deserves got nothing to do with it. Oh, I'll see you in hell, William Money. Yeah. All right, I'm coming out. Any of you sons of bitches shoot at me, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him, his wife, all his friends. I'm gonna burn your damn house down. I'm gonna kill all you sons of bitches. Fucking Clint Eastwood, man. I love him. Got me all ramped up, too. I'm like, I'm going to join a gang and kill people. <laughs> see? See, don't you listen to Eminem. You know, monkey see, monkey do, right? Kids see shit on TV and they're going to do it. <laughs> he got me all like, I'm going to join a posse. You know, fucking retarded, right? I'm going to get a horse and a fucking shotgun. And I'm going to go and kill people for two bits. Uh, two bits of pencil. I'm a fucking train robber. <laughs> Ah, damn motivational that was, you know. I also, also what's been getting me on the gangsterism is um, I've been watching a lot of Sopranos, you know, uh, Tony Soprano. And that's a great fucking series as well, if you get the chance to listen to that. Tony Soprano. Um, I just finished the first season. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're fucking harsh on the brothers, though, man. You know, that's the type of shit that doesn't make me want to join a gang because like, it, it starts to hurt my feelings. You know, all the racial tensions between gangs, you know, like you got the Italian mafia, mafioso people and they're fucking, you know, there's a lot of racism going on. Oh, those damn mulions, them damn them mulions. I guess that's like, a, I guess um, I think a mulion is it's like a derogatory, an Italian derogatory term for like a black person. Right. And uh, I think it means eggplant. Not 100% sure. I think it means eggplant. You know, like dark, like an eggplant. You know? Somebody called me that once. I was, I was, when I was living in Toronto, or sorry, when I was living in Edmonton, Alberta, I was walking down the street on White Avenue. I was drunk. <coughs> Go figure. And this, this car pulls up, right? And it goes, Hey, fuck you, you mulion! And they drive off, right? And I'm like, I started laughing too. I'm like, did they just call me a mulion, right? It's fucking hack-ass fucking wannabe gangsters, right? But uh, Sopranos, man, that's a fucking dope series. I've been watching that recently, too. So, you know, 
I don't know. I've got a lot of options. Um, if you got any suggestions, hit me up at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me in some ideas on where I should join a gang. You know, should I join the Hells Angels, um, MSNBC 13? Uh, you know, Irish Mob, should I join the IRA? Are they still around? Should I join, um, I don't know. <laughs> but it's alluring, you got to admit, you know, that, uh, <laughs> you know, I keep on like trying to backpedal my way out of talking about wanting to join a gang, but maybe I do. Isn't that crazy? No, I'm just joking. But, um, you know, it definitely has that allure. I feel like Tony Soprano. Who do I trust? James Gandolfini, he's a great actor. There's a lot of great actors on that show. Lorraine Bracca? Broco? Brocky? She was in Goodfellas. She played, uh, you know, Ray Liotta's wife in Goodfellas. There's uh, Edie Falco, great actress. I heard her on an episode of uh, WTF with Mark Marin. You know, uh, she suffers some of the same afflictions I do in regards to alcohol. Great actress. Um, bobbity bobbity boo. Who else is on that show? <laughs> um, there's actually I'm gonna learn the names of the the rest of the actors and stuff. Great cast, right? Real colorful, comedic cast, and um, I don't know. I got it. Got to me puzzled, though. I got to me puzzled because um, I really am thinking like the truth is like it's an allure, isn't it? You know, there's you know you go through your life, you get fucking talked down to, treated like shit at every turn. You got to have the humility to brush it off and just be who you are, or you can internalize it and stew about it. And then some people they stew about it so much they get to a point when they want to do something about it. And that's when, you know, some people, they bandy up and join a gang. Like, for example, um, the Bloods and the Crips. I watched a documentary about them, and that's kind of how they started, right? They're in fucking uh, L.A. <clears throat> They're getting fucking, you know, it's, it's the height of the fucking, um, uh, I guess what, the, uh, the civil rights movement. You know, you got fucking corrupt police officers, pigs, beaten, fucking shooting, arresting uh, innocent fucking black folk. Or maybe not so innocent, but at the end of the day, like, um, still just brutalized and, um, you know, oppressed. So then a couple brothers, they get together and say, yo, fuck this shit. We're going to arm ourselves and we're going to, you know, start a little click. That way we can't get fucked with. So, you know, enter the Bloods, enter the Crips. And that's how it started, generally speaking, right? And that's where, you know, a lot of the ideas of gangsterism come from. Just not wanting to be fucked with. <laughs> and, um, you know, don't put me on a watch list or anything, but, you know, I, I can sympathize. I can empathize. I relate. It's like, yeah, I'm sick of being fucked with. You know, because, you know... That's what a union is, you know, like a union, like ideally is like, you know, people are going out to work every day, 
Well, they were getting shortchanged. They were working in unsafe environments. Then a union had to form somehow in order to protect their rights. A gang, more or less. Jimmy Hoffa type ship. Then people start going missing. But like, I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for wanting to join a gang. Give me a better option. What should I do? I'm a poor black man. What else should I do? What other option do I got? How, must, how else am I supposed to make it out the hood other than to join a gang? Somebody tell me. Somebody adopt me. <laughs> I'm up for adoption, by the way. Um, I have three options right now in my life. I got to, like, you know, make it in my, my performing career, join a gang, or potentially get adopted. You know? That'd be nice. Any nice, wholesome white families out there could use, like, you know, a little brother in the house? I'm a pretty good cook. Oh, sir. Oh, Lord, massa. Are you, are you hungry? I could make you some chitlin and rice, massa. It just so happens I'll be cooking up a gumbo this weekend, massa. Nah, I'm just joking with you. Just fucking with you. But, um, you know... I am in a gang. I am in a fellowship of spiritual warriors out for the good of God and love and harmony. And, um, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, though. If I were to join a gang... It'd most likely be like, um, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like the Spice Girls or something. That's what came to mind. I'm like, yeah, you know, join like a, like a boy band or something like that. I wouldn't mind that. I could, I could join a boy band, you know, you guys heard me, I got some fucking chops on me, right? How sweet it is to be loved. <laughs> I could join a doo-wop group, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Adopt me. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran reporting live for duty on this August 7th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Any y'all kids listen to this? You stay in school. Don't join no gang. I'm just going to keep on uh, doing what I do. Uh, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send me in some uh, information on yourself so I could put it into my catalog. Uh, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, um, don't join a gang. Stay off drugs. Talk to you next time. Peace.